Shachtan, an Indo Askelige. Time in Mon Irok the Yen of Chacht Erachor, Agasuligum, a Makan Shaw, Gurfeder Echor, Inuik Kart, Len of Winterfein. Skilti, Fis, Turmi. Tashe Dochretche, Nach Vetok, Ara, Igornamion, and Kestian Echo. Vien Talam again Omgrev, Orkar Nrachtum. Find us on all the usual podcast platforms. On this week's Big Tech Show, when will cars safely drive themselves on our streets? And who in Ireland is providing the technology to help them do that? We talk to one of the country's biggest automotive autonomy entrepreneurs. I have BMW Drive Assist in my own vehicle and it is much, much safer because we are all prone to distraction, especially when we're on the motorway from Limerick to Dublin, for example. We've all been there where you actually forgot a whole section of the road. So I would say if you take it from a safety perspective and it does allow you to kind of relax. The Big Tech Show, available on all podcast platforms. It was Benjamin Franklin who said that there are only two certainties in life, death and taxes. Figures show that consumer prices in July were 2.2% higher than they were for the same month last year. Inflation in the Eurozone has reached a 13-year high, according to figures published this morning. Budget has raised one or two small questions. European Central Bank had predicted a spike in inflation as countries emerged from the pandemic. It's the first time in many years that the rate of price increases here has breached the 2% threshold. Such as, for example, how many of us will still be alive at Christmas? Yes, indeed, it's that time of the year when the government decides what we can have in our pockets from January of next year. And as Budget 2022 is announced tomorrow, the Indo Daily will today take a sneak peek at what is likely to happen and how it affects you and your pocket. This is not going to be a something for everyone in the audience budget, but equally it's not going to be a budget that's going to lead to swinging austerity and it's not going to be a giveaway budget either. Whatever happens tomorrow, the cost of living must be addressed. Marion Ryan, Consumer Tax Manager at TaxBack.com, to you first. Now, there's a fair amount of discussion ahead of tomorrow about tax band increases, inflation and the cost of living. And TaxBack.com have been compiling quite a few pre-budget taxpayer sentiment surveys. And one of these uh, found that while 3 in 10 people are in favour of tax band indexing, 4 in 10 of us don't actually know what it is. Can you explain, please? (laughs) I'll try my very best to to anyway. I suppose when we hear kind of indexing and increasing bands, we kind of first of all, we go, great. Oh, that's brilliant. Yes, please. I'll have that. Thank you very much. But we don't actually know what it means. So I suppose when they speak of increasing the rates and bands, I suppose the first thing we need to try and understand is what they are, what their tax rates are, what the bands are. So I suppose to be clear for us here in Ireland, we get taxed on every single euro that we earn. There's no tax-free allowance. There's no area that we, we don't pay tax on there. So we get taxed at a rate of 20% on every euro we earn up to 35,300 euros. That's the first band that's there. And then after that, we get taxed at a 40% rate on everything in addition to that. So I suppose when Leo Radcar, when the government say that they're going to increase the, the bands, if they're going to index it towards inflation, what they're going to do is they will take, so the current inflation rate is about 2.8% at the moment there in August. It was a record high there. So if they talk about increasing the bands there, they mean increasing that 35,000, 3,000 euro mark 
up there by the 2.8%. So it brings it probably up about another thousand euros, which is great and sounds brilliant. That actually has no impact to anyone that's on a 20% tax rate. They get no more money. They don't pay any less tax there, but it will benefit those on a 40% rate. So anyone that's on the 40% rate, so anyone earning over 35,300 euros, if they increase the bands by the 2.8%, it means about another 200 euros in your pocket. And you mentioned that word inflation and we're hearing so much about the cost of living in Ireland, Marion. And there's no easy way to get around the fact that it is a costly business. And I can fire some facts at you right now that Dublin is the sixth most expensive place to live in Europe. We're the most expensive in the Eurozone because of our high rents. Eurostat figures show we have one of the highest costs of living in the whole of Europe, second only to Norway and Iceland. We pay more for everything from alcohol to tobacco and medicines. CSO tell us the cost of living is rising with inflation and now at a 10-year high, our bills are going up and up and up and up. What is inflation and how is this going to affect us in relation to our disposable income? I suppose to try and simplify it as much as you can, your inflation is it costs you more to do the same thing. So if something costs you €100 Euros last year and we have a uh, 2.8% inflation rate there, it's going to cost you €102. Euros, or basically your €100 Euros is going to buy you less there. So what we mean by that is that you could be working now and it's going to cost you more with your rent. The rents are going up all the time, pandemic or no pandemic there. Like heat and fuel and stuff like that is going exponentially. It's, in, it's even more than the 2.8% rate there. So it just means that you're working, you're earning the same amount of money and it's buying you less at the end of the day there. So when they talk about indexing the tax rates to do that, it's just to kind of compensate for that, to kind of stretch your income a little bit so that it kind of balances the books there for you, if that makes sense. So you see, my dear friends, the budget has raised one or two small questions, such as, for example, how many of us will still be alive at Christmas? But do remember, even if we manage to struggle through to December, what will be Christmas Day in other countries will merely be the 25th of December to us. Of course, you know, none of this would really be happening if it wasn't for all this talk and worry about the cost of living. There is nothing wrong with the cost of living, my dear people, that couldn't be cured by some small little thing such as a miracle. Coming back to your very first point um, in relation to the cost of living. So let's say tomorrow we do have the tax band increase and somebody on the 20% isn't really getting any gains. That means that in relation to the cost of living, they have less and less disposable income, right? Absolutely. And unfortunately, it's the people on the 20% bracket that have the less disposable income to start with, so they can't absorb it as well. So increasing prices of 2.8% hits them a lot harder than, say, someone on the 40% tax rate on a 50 or 60,000 euro salary there. Now, not to say that someone that's on a 60,000 euro doesn't have a, a huge tax bill or doesn't have huge rents and stuff like that to make up for there, but it just means that it's impacting them more along the way. Now, they have muted as well ideas of maybe increasing the band rates for the USE, which would have an impact on the lower income people because the thresholds and the bands for them are a lot lower. Like your USE, you start paying that at, we pay it immediately once you earn 13,000 euros there, but it's only half 
1.5% in the first 12,000 euros. So even if they expand that out a little bit there for people, that would be kind of benefit people sooner rather than waiting until someone's a 40,000 euro income earner for them to get the benefit of it. And it, it, there's also a talk of, of extra income or USC to bolster the Irish Health Service. And, and Taxback.com had a survey on this last week as well. I mean, if something like that were to happen, Marion, what, what, what does it mean for us? Um, furious was the, the most common response we got um, from people there. We do our sentiment surveys, we do them quarterly and we do them kind of always before the budget. Back in 2018, we asked a similar question. We asked, what would you feel if there was more money put into the HSE if you pay more taxes for it? And people just simply said that there's too many inefficiencies in the health service there that it's not going to go to where it needs. It's not going to end up at frontline with more hospital beds, the nurses, the doctors, the healthcare assistants that worked kind of like heroes, I suppose, over the last 12 months there. They're not going to see the benefits. It'll get caught up in the bureaucracy along the way there. So people are really, really passionate about the fact that they're not going to pay more taxes for that to get sucked into the the HSE there and get lost along the way. And that's not me speaking negatively about the HSE. It's just a nature of the beast, I suppose, that's there. there. They don't want their taxes to get lost along the way. I think people in general were happy to to hear that maybe there was going to be a bonus for the frontline staff or be some they do deserve a reward for it, but people want to see it going where it actually should go. I wish to talk to you this evening about the state of the nation's affairs. And the picture I have to paint is not, unfortunately, a very cheerful one. The figures which are just now becoming available to us show one thing very clearly. As a community we are living away beyond our means. I don't mean that everyone in the community is living too well. Clearly many are not. Hugh O'Connell, political correspondent for the Irish Independent and Sunday Independent. OK, it's not an easy task I'm asking of you today, Hugh. I want you to look into your crystal ball and give me an idea of what is coming down the line in the budget tomorrow. I think because of the way budgets work at the moment, um, we get a good sense early on of, of what the parameters are and what the leeway the government has for, for new budgetary measures. And often we get uh, we don't get as many kites flown, but we certainly get a, a strong signal or intention of what it is the government intends to do. So we know, for example, that there's about 500 million euro being committed to new measures on the tax side and then a billion euro for new spending commitments. And within that, on the tax side, Income tax and PRSI, you're looking at things like index linking tax credits and bans that would take account of inflation. So that's if people get a pay rise next year, that the the, the, the majority of that wouldn't get gobbled up by the taxman, that people would actually benefit from that pay rise. And then when you look at things like the pension and, and welfare payments, uh, there's a strong indication from government that there's going to be increases there. There hasn't been any increase in the core social welfare rates for, for the last uh, two two or three budgets. So we're looking in the space of things like at least five euro maybe on the state pension and then things to take account of of issues that have emerged in recent months. Rising energy costs is a massive issue. And so the government's looking at things like the fuel allowance and kind of give a bit more on the fuel allowance or widen the eligibility of the fuel allowance in order to help people who are suffering because of uh, because of inflation and the impact it's having on energy prices. And then further down the line, we you know we know things like Carbon tax, for example, um, increasing the amount of tax on uh, fossil fuels, that's going to uh, go up by 750 in this budget. And indeed, it's going to go up by 750 in every budget from now until 2029, because that was embedded into the system last year through the uh, through the Finance Act. 
And then the government's looking at things like childcare as well, because we know that a lot of parents are suffering with the cost of childcare at the moment. We can look at the, the you know, the increase in the cost of living and the, the likes of um, increases in the fuel allowance and things like that um, tomorrow, Hugh. But when uh, petrol and diesel and home heating oil are all in line to go up even more, um, particularly in line with the carbon tax, I mean, are these fuel allowance changes really going to make that much of a difference to a person's pocket? Well, I think the bottom line, Siobhan, is that the government can only do so much, or at least that's what they would say. Um, to take account, I suppose, of the carbon tax increase and the impact that's going to have on the cost of petrol and diesel. So, for example, a 60-litre tank of diesel will go up by nearly €1.50, and a similar tank of petrol would go up by nearly €1.28. And then you have a, a tank of a 1,000-litre tank of home heating oil would go up by about €20. Euro. So, with those in increases that are kind of embedded into the system now because of carbon tax rising every year for the next few years up to the end of the decade, uh, the government will try and offset that by doing things like adjusting your, your tax band so that if you get a pay rise next year, uh, you'll keep more of the money than you otherwise would have. And equally, they're looking at things like the fuel allowance that would offset the cost of that. Is it enough? Probably not. But for the, from the government's perspective, in terms of the amount of money that it has available to it, it argues that it's, it's the best that it can do. But whether or not the public were happy with that, we'll find out on Budget Day. Housing market's ridiculous at the moment, isn't it? Incredible. Yeah. At least there was a lottery for this queue. You know, I've slept out for some developments and I still missed out. Tell me about it. I've even bid on houses I hadn't even seen. It's a seller's market. Yeah. <clears throat> well, this is great, though, isn't it? You know brand new housing estate and that playground on the communal green. Very attractive. Yeah, yeah. What, what is it? 125 houses available? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And look at us here. Top of the queue. <laughs> we'll have the pick of the bunch. Yeah. Do you know which one you're going for? Oh, I like them all. Yeah, well, uh, uh, yeah, of course. Yeah, as long as you get a house. Yeah, something to call home so the family can put down roots. Yeah. Oh yeah, here he comes now, sorry. So, who's first? Uh, that's me. Best luck, neighbour. <laughs> I'll take all 125 houses, please. What? Sure, no problem. What's the name? Bastiard's International Investment Group. Well, Mr. Bastiard, congratulations. Buying your first home can be an emotional experience. Hugh, let's talk about housing, the, the big elephant in the room. I mean, it's, it's, it's something we're discussing day in, day out for all the, the wrong reasons. People can't get on the property ladder. We still have uh, vulture funds buying up properties, uh, um, developments in Ireland. Is there going to be any kind of uh, change tomorrow that might give us all that little bit of a lift? I think that a lot of what the government intends to do on housing is already uh, announced. I mean, we had the Housing for All plan that was published in September. Uh, that's a, a commitment to invest up to €4 billion Euro a year in, in solving the housing crisis. And a lot of the measures set out on that day uh, were, were, were kind of... Uh, I suppose we're, we're flagged at that stage and, and probably won't be uh, or might might be re-announced in the budget tomorrow, but won't necessarily be new. Uh, we do know that the health to buy scheme, for example, uh, that's one of the things that requires the decision in and around budget day. And the expectation is that the health to buy scheme will be extended for another year to help first time buyers to get on the on the property ladder. Hugh, if I may just go off on a, a wee tangent for a moment, um, it, the corporation tax um, that we heard so much about last week. I mean, is that even so? Something that could be factored into uh, the budget to, to next year's budget? 
Well, I mean, I think the, the, the corporation tax increase that's that's now expected as a result of Ireland signing up to this uh, agreement at the OECD uh, on global tax rules, uh, that actually won't come into effect until 2023. So our corporation tax rate in this country will remain 12.5% for the duration of 2022. So uh, as to whether the, the announcement of the increase in corporation tax affects the uh, the, the, the tax take in, in the next uh, in the next fiscal year is, is really, I suppose, dependent on, on the response of multinational companies to that. There's an expectation on the government side that, that uh, up to 2 billion euro will be lost as a result of this change. Whether that starts to happen next year we won't really know until we get the exchequer returns uh, throughout next year but but i think the government has, has well flagged that now at this stage it's it's built that into its budgetary thinking and it's expecting to take a hit for it but it, it, it's expected to be able to to, to make it, to make up for that hit in, in other areas there's another upbeat report on the economy this morning this time from the economic and social research institute in its latest quarterly report the esri says the economy is bouncing back strongly from the pandemic However, it also warns of the ongoing challenges posed by housing, healthcare and climate change. Hugh, we have um, relatively positive uh, forecasts coming from the likes of Central Bank and the ESORI. Um, and, and in past budgets, you know, we would have had words like austerity or giveaway, fiscal rectitude um, and whatever you're having yourself. But is there anything we can even, uh, uh, any terms we can coin in relation to tomorrow's budget yet, or is it just simply too early? I think, Siobhan, to be quite honest, it's it's kind of a it's a it's almost a boring budget, really. There isn't a huge amount that I think that's going to surprise us tomorrow. I think the days of these kind of shock announcements on budget day of swinging austerity or cuts to some of the most um, uh, to some some welfare payments that have it often hit the most vulnerable or equally you know during the the, the Fianna Fáil boom era of, of lashing you know several euro and uh, tens of euro onto onto pension and welfare payments those days are over because of the crash and because of the new fiscal EU fiscal rules and because of the requirement to to set out the budget parameters very early on there's very little about budgets that shock and surprise us these days there's very little surprises buried in the in the, in the small print and I think budgets generally are, are so well flagged in advance either the diligent reporting of myself and my colleagues or or just what ministers are saying in advance means that there isn't really a huge amount that that, that uh, it shocks the public when it comes to budget day and I think you know we touched on the issue of housing I think the public really uh, you know last year they were more interested in how the government was going to respond to the COVID-19 pandemic and as we move out of the pandemic now I think the public are more focused on what's the government going to do about housing. And I think in tomorrow's budget, there isn't going to be a huge amount that's going to be new in relation to that, because a lot of it has already been uh, has already been signalled through the Housing for All plan. Well, you've answered my, my next question, Hugh, because I was just about to ask you if there would be any surprises, um, <laughs> but there won't be. And, and, <laughs> and boring budget, actually. I don't expect so, Siobhan, <laughs> but, but we'll see. We'll see. And, and in this boring budget, um, Hugh, there, there is this one aspect now that's part and parcel of um, our, our pandemic lives, if you will, and even in our COVID recovery era now, and that's uh, working from home. And, and and there are going to be some tax breaks, aren't there, for um, for people working remotely? Yeah, there's definitely a, a strong mood within government, and particularly Tony Leo Radker, who's the Enterprise Minister, has been speaking a lot about this, to, to basically uh, incentivise people to work from home, or certainly to give them more of a reason to work from home. And there's talk about adjusting tax credits for, for people who work from home, so that they can claim more 
uh, that they, they can offset their tax bill against their, uh, or sorry, they can offset their home energy bills against their uh, their tax, their overall tax bill, and that, and that that in some way they they could have a benefit from to working from home, pay less in energy costs because they're using more energy. That's certainly something that's been looked at in, in terms of tomorrow's budget. There is a, a general set of view across government that. The pandemic has changed the way people work and that the government needs to respond to that in a certain way. And, and that's certainly something I think that will form part of tomorrow's uh, tomorrow's announcement. And finally, Hugh, the the uh, the old favourites uh, that, that we like to talk about on Budget Day, um, the price of cigarettes and the price of the bottle of wine. Yeah, well, I mean, I think it's been a tough year uh, for, for publicans and for people who work in the off in the off trade. And I think that in light of that, there's little political will or desire to increase taxes on beer, wine and spirits. And, you know, they're already pretty expensive for an awful lot of consumers. And I think the minimum unit pricing legislation has come in as well to, to crack down on some of the more cheaper alcoholic drinks. I don't detect a great desire or mood within government to throw a euro on a bottle of wine or 50 cents on a can of beer. But we'll see tomorrow. But certainly, I think it would be a surprise if the old liables were targeted in any substantial way. Certainly, the government's desire to stamp out the uh, the, 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 the awful habit of smoking. I could see 30 cent or thereabouts being put on a packet of cigarettes. But again, there's a view sometimes within government that actually taxing Adding even more tax to the cost of tobacco makes it a bit makes it a bit counterproductive because you you reach a, a tipping point where a tax rise not actually might not actually produce any more income. So that's something that's going to be considered by officials. But but I think in general we don't expect the old reliables to be targeted too heavily in this budget. Marion Ryan, back to you. Have you any advice for us on what we do tomorrow uh, in relation to any kind of uh, tax changes? I mean, for each of us, is it a matter of hitting up the revenue online service and and trying to navigate our way around it? Or do we just keep calm and wait for instruction? Um, I suppose a combination of both, (laughs) to be honest there. So nothing is going to change immediately tomorrow. This is budget 2022. So this is all going to be kicking in in January timeframe for you. So any changes in the rates and bands, it's not going to be happening immediately. And even at that, those simple things, they're not going to change. There's not something you're going to have to do yourself. That'll be automatic for you. But say, for example, there's rumours as well of changes in relation to working from home and taxes and incentives for that. There may be a little bit of work for yourself in relation to that, but be mindful of it that there's a tax release there already for that. So you should be keeping your utility bills, your broadband bills. And Even budget aside, we should always try to be more tax savvy. There's two out of three of us not claiming back the tax release and tax refunds that we're entitled to. So I suppose if the anthem you could take away from today is to not be afraid of taxes, to be proactive about your taxes and come talk to someone that knows what they're talking about for help in relation to there because there's hundreds of different tax credits and reliefs that you can claim yourself. That was Marion Ryan, Consumer Tax Manager of Taxback.com, with thanks to Hugh O'Connell, political correspondent for the Irish Independent and Sunday Independent. Tomorrow, the Indo Daily will be hosting a budget special on independent.ie, bringing the details to you as they unfold on digital and audio. Today's Indo Daily was presented and produced by Siobhan Maguire, research by Tabitha Monaghan, with sound design by John Smith. Archive clips with thanks to independent.ie, Foil Arms and Hog, and RTE. You can listen wherever you get your podcasts.